RadioInfluence.com. You are in the trenches with former Buccaneers offensive lineman Ian Beckles on Radio Influence. Hello, everybody. This is Ian Beckles, and welcome back to In the Trenches. This is the podcast. We talk football during football season. We talk NFL. We talk predominantly Buccaneer football. Um, we talk some other stuff as well, but the Buccaneer season is done. Uh, I'm going to touch on the XFL a little bit uh, and some of the other goings on in the NFL. Um, football season is over, uh, but to tell you a little bit about myself, I played nine years in the league, NFL. Um, from Canada, played offensive guard. Uh, so when the football season's over, you know, a lot of people kind of go into hibernation uh, for a month or so, but that's over. A lot of the football players are getting back into the mix. Uh, some interesting dates coming up. Uh, February 24th, the combine starts. Um, f- February 25th will be the first date that you can uh, put a franchise tag on somebody. So that will be an eventful day. Um, March 16th begins free agency, and we have the draft April 23rd. So there's some pretty big dates coming up, and a lot of things are going to be happening in the offseason. So um, we'll definitely keep you guys abreast of what's happening with here in Tampa Bay and around the NFL. Now, the XFL is uh, upon us again. Uh, Vince McMahon put it on us. Uh, the first game on Saturday at 2 o'clock uh, had 3.3 million people viewing it. Uh, whether that's an important number or not, we'll find out. The AAF in their first game had 2.6 million viewing it. So it's not that huge of a difference. And I've said it's not about the first game. It's about the fourth game and the fifth game and the eighth game. So the first game, people are going to watch it because it's a car crack, a car wreck, or, you know, it's one of those things you have to kind of see. And then after that, it's going to have to be um, entertainment. Uh, I watched that game on Saturday. I watched the majority of the game on Saturday, majority of it. I don't even know who was playing, but I watched it. It was football. I watched it. I'm I'm sitting in the couch. You might have a cocktail. Um, It's football. Watch it. Sunday came. My team, the Vipers, came. Came on television, put it on, and uh, ended up playing Madden with the fellas right about second quarter because it was awful. Uh, Unfortunately, Aaron Murray was terrible. We had Aaron Murray on our show last week. Fantastic interview. Not so fantastic on the field. Um, Listen, Johnny Manziel didn't want to come and play for this XFL. So uh, where they are, I don't know. Listen, the players are making about 50 grand. They say the quarterbacks have the ability to make about 10 times more. I don't know if it's going to work. You know, they need something. They they need Antonio Brown to come out of retirement and go, you know, seriously, they need something because after I viewed the first week, and I'm going to the game on Saturday, I'm going to go to the first home Vipers game, me and another 1,500 people or so. The stands looked pitiful. They looked, they really did. The end zones were filled. Don't know why. And then the sides of the field were empty. It was kind of weird. So I don't know about the attendance. I'll look into that. But um, it, was, it wasn't pretty. Okay. I don't know if this league makes it. If you ask me to put money and invest in it right now, I wouldn't do it. I'm not going to do it. So uh, it's just the first week. You know what I'm going to overreact. But it's <laughs> not enough happened. It's not enough of a difference between the NFL and the XFL for us to give a crap. I mean, it's tough. It really is. 
Antonio Brown needs to come out of retirement. I'm not, I, he apologized, but he's going to have to figure out a way to make some kind of sacrifice and show some kind of humility before an NFL team lets him back on a football field. I think this would be perfect. Get in the locker room for seven weeks, shut your mouth, act up, score 100 touchdowns, and smile, and then see what happens after that. But other than that, the last thing we remember of you, Antonio, is you messing up franchises. So nobody's going to mess with that right now. The name Des Bryant uh, was in the news. He's looking for a comeback. And I guess Des Bryant had issues with Jason Garrett. Now that Jason Garrett's gone, Des Bryant's trying to come back. You know, a guy that age, I think he's in his about 35 or so. He's not that old. Um, I think Larry Fitzgerald is older. But Larry didn't leave the game. Larry's been healthier. Uh, why? I mean, he, I, I think he wants to play for the Dallas Cowboys and nobody else. Why do you take a chance on that old player, you know? And then there's rumors of Tom Brady going to Dallas. Now, Jerry Jones is dumb, but he's not stupid. Uh, you don't get rid of Dak Prescott to bring in Tom Brady for a year and a half. Tom Brady probably has a year and a half of football left. Good football. And then, you know, it starts to decline quickly. And I know everybody thinks that Tom Brady literally is a man of steel. Uh, he's not. And he will be getting older real quick. He's starting to get older already. This season last year wasn't like it had been. He didn't look like he had been. Philip Rivers in the same boat. You know, see Cam Newton as a younger guy in the same boat. Drew Brees in the same boat. They're not the same players. Eli Manning ain't the same players. Eli's heading out. Brees, we don't know. Tom Brady, you know, Dallas Cowboys would make sense if he was to leave. I think he's going to stay. But, you know, between now and free agency, we're just going to hear rumors and rumors and rumors. And um, I try to stay away from a lot of those rumors, to be honest with you. Now, Patrick Mahomes, I said last week, is going to be one of the more marketable guys in the history of the NFL. And that's going to be the case. Uh, you watch the parade. They're having a good time shotgunning beers and they were all pretty good and drunk. I know him and Kelsey were feeling pretty good. Mahomes is the first QB to win an MVP and a Super Bowl under the age of 25. So he's already doing things nobody else has done. And the limitations are none. There's no limitations. He has a 61-year-old coach who just won his first Super Bowl. Mahomes loves him. They're, they're like father and son. And as long as he stays healthy, uh, this can be a streak. It could be starting something. Who's going to want to go to Kansas City right now? Everybody. Who's going to want to stay in Kansas City? Everybody. Somebody like Chris Jones, defensive tackle, you know, may take a little less money to stay in Kansas City because they're they're going to be in the hunt now for the next little while. So we'll see if that whole thing, you know, has some staying power like the Patriots. I don't know if anybody can do that again in the modern-day football. Now, Lamar Jackson uh, rushed for 1,200 yards this year. And, yes, as a quarterback, rushing for 1,200 yards is the most ever. By the way, he actually he, – he also led the league in touchdown passes. So he rushed for 1,200 yards, which is a great season for a running back. And he also led the league in touchdown passes. So if anybody had any question whether he was the MVP, uh, he was. Unfortunately, they bowed out in the playoffs again. But Lamar Jackson was it this year. And I'm curious to see what happens next year and the year after and see if Lamar Jackson can continue this. I don't know if his legs can continue it. Maybe they can. Maybe I don't think it's going to happen very long. I don't think they win a Super Bowl with Lamar Jackson. That's just me. 
I just don't think that's an equation to win. Your quarterback running all season. By the time he gets to the playoffs, he's wore out. Cam Cam Newton did it one year. By the time he got to the playoffs, he was wore out. Lamar Jackson does it, and he's wore out by the time he gets to the playoffs. So it's a tough situation. Now, when you look at some of these organizations out there, two that come to mind for me is the Browns and the Redskins. Now, the Browns just fired uh, uh, Hitchens and uh, Kitchens, and he one year, okay, six and ten. You're going to give a guy one year to turn things around and think that that's going to happen. You you inherit a bad team, go six and ten, and you get fired immediately. A lot of that stuff happening off the field, and that's that's not the coach. That's the type of people you bring in. When you bring in, you know, Baker Mayfield and Odell Beckham Jr., you're going to have some turmoil. That's the way it goes. There's not enough leadership in there. When, you, when your defensive lineman is swinging helmets, there's not enough leadership. And what you do is you just fire your coach. The whole, that, there's, there's such thing as organizational incompetence. And I think Washington has it. And I think Cleveland has it. And I think other places think we have it because we do some dumb stuff. That's for sure. Dwayne Haskins, is, they're talking about getting rid of Dwayne Haskins. I don't know if it's them speaking, but for God's sake, you just drafted the dude. Is he going to be good? I don't think so. But you draft a guy in the first round, that's got to be your, your guy. As got to be the same thing here in Tampa Bay with Jameis Winston. We watched we watch Jameis for five years. Um, is he our guy? We're going to find out real soon. You know, we're our team is probably as much in limbo as any other team as far as a quarterback situation goes. The Bucks, I don't know if the Bucks know what they're going to do at this at this moment. I really believe the Bucks are contemplating life after Jameis. I really do. And I got this email here. How much of this is from uh, Paul R? Uh, how much of a concern is it that three high-profile Bucks, Shaq, Barrett, Levante, David, and Godwin, have all now publicly talked about Jameis and his picks being a major issue? The comments were all along the lines: "We love the guy, but you know, I'm a Jameis supporter his, uh, historically, but the 30 picks this year was nuts." Listen, Jameis is a funny athlete to where if you think Jameis sucks, you're right. If you think Jameis can play, you're right. With a, as a teammate, you have to support yet stay realistic. These players are just staying realistic. They're not dogging him. If you say, listen, Jameis is my guy, but you, you can't throw 30 picks, that's fact. If he throws 30 picks next year, the Bucks don't go to the playoffs. You eliminate 10 picks, the Bucs might have went to the playoffs. They may not have scored as many points, though. That's the thing. You got to take the good with the bad. So... Do I think Jameis can do it? I don't think Jameis even knows that he can do it. What what needs to happen is Jameis needs to find a sports psychologist and work on his mindset because he can make every throw. It's about when you're making the throws, okay, and why you're making the throws. So I think a sports psychologist, because they say Jameis is smart. They say he has a good football IQ, although there's times where he seems panicky and he makes those bad decisions. So I think a sports psychologist in the offseason for Jameis is the best thing. And I'm just scared that you get rid of Jameis. Somebody else is going to figure him out. And we're going to watch and go, damn, we had that dude. And we're going to have Andy Dalton or 
Ryan Fitzpatrick or something like that here. So you better watch what you ask for. If anybody ever wants to email me, it's Ian Beckles at radioinfluence.com. If you want to talk a little football, ask a question. Uh, this comes out every Monday, so you want to check that out. And there's still things happening on the weekend and happening all week, so you definitely want to catch up every Monday. But I appreciate you guys listening in. Uh, football's still upon us, and I still love it. I'm going to still talk about it. So make sure you tune in every week. Have a wonderful week, and please be safe. Peace out. You have been in the trenches with Ian Beckles on Radio Influence. Hey gang, Jerry P. Tuck here, co-host of A Place for My Head. Each week, Brandon Thompson and I are going to be talking about the importance of mental health. We're going to be talking everything from stress, anxiety, different mental illnesses, different chronic illnesses, and frankly, the rigors of everyday life and how we all struggle to get through it. We're not medical professionals, but we are looking to start that conversation that needs to be had about the stigma around mental illness and how it affects us every single day. We'll talk to experts, but at the end of the day, A Place for My Head is all about real people with real stories about real life. Check out A Place for My Head with Brandon Thompson and myself, Jerry P. Tuck, each week on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, TuneIn Radio, Google Podcasts, and RadioInfluence.com.